This is a Sharp Old Tap podcast and my name is Chris. Only a few days ago I met Ollie and we discovered that we have a lot of things in common. A fashionable hairdo and an appreciation for beer are only two of those things, so two continental Europeans had a chat about this country we have come to love and made our home. This is a conversation with Olivier Dujardin. <laughs> So you basically came to Ireland the same way I did. Wow. So, wow. Like, I, um, well, actually, I came to Ireland as a very young man. I would have been about 22, 23, yeah. and eventually I met a woman and stayed. Ah, okay. So, no, I'm, uh, I came to Ireland because I'm, I'd met Lisa beforehand. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. So I met Lisa and, and she, so, you know, I met her in England. Because she used to work for a company that a friend of mine was to work for as well. Mm. And she used to live far away. But already at the time, it was like 1996, we already had messages, man. Like, you know, you could you could message uh, on a big... Uh, in 96? Huh? In 96, I didn't have a phone at that point. Oh, no. In 96, you, we had mainframe systems. We could message each other from, you know, back and oh, forth. Oh, right, right, right. But just pure message. There was no phone or anything. It's just a mainframe yeah. system. So that's that's how we met, you know, and yeah. and then and then we went on holidays together, and I think it was it was Maldives, and right after Maldives we came to Ireland. Yeah. Oh man, the shock! <laughs> it's like three layers of cloud, and I'm like, what? You know, I mean, Lisa, does those do this cloud ever stop? You know. <laughs> and so we land, and then we get on the train, and of course, left and right, there's absolutely no one inside, yeah. left or right, yeah. only fields and stuff. Because I was 96, you know, yeah. Ireland was was yeah. still. Relatively, I mean, there was no motorway. I mean, there was maybe the, the, the circular around Dublin, but there was no motorway going to Longford. Yeah, but the roads were shit. Like we had to go there. through Enfield, and there was the, the the one red light, and, you know, and it queues and kilometers of cars waiting and stuff. Yeah. You know, and then eventually we got it to, uh, we made it to Longford. And I remember telling her that she lived in an expensive, poshy place because... Yeah. There was lakes around there, you know. No, that's not lakes, it's flooding. That was, that was, that was April. I was like, no way. It was flooding, yeah. And that's how I came to, to Ireland, yeah. And then we came back. Of course, I came back a few good times here. Yeah. And then we, um, we, we worked in Dublin for a while. Mm. And I love Dublin, but I don't love Dublin as much as the rest of the country. Cause so you did Dublin in the late 90s as well, early 2000s? It was 2000. Yeah. And it's, it, it was an, it's much better now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they've done so much work with the docks and everything, you know, yeah. it's a beautiful town, the Lewis and everything. Yeah. But before, when I lived there, there was the dart and sometimes yeah. you'd wait like an hour for the train yeah. to get down south because yeah. they live down south. Yeah. It was not the same town. Yeah. Um, it's much, much, I'd say much nicer now. Yeah. I came yeah. to Dublin in 92 or 93. Like, yeah, yeah. And um, like the first a friend of a friend of mine picked me up at the airport. Yeah. So we went to um, to a pub before we drove back to his place where we were staying. Um, it was a very traditional pub, Anbelbot, I think it was called. Was it was it called that? I think it was called that. Anyway, I did a little theatre there in Dublin as well. So after a couple of points, I had to go to the toilet. And, um, well, you look at the doors and there were no pictograms and... Not in English, it said M and A and yeah, F I R. Yeah, so yeah. where the fuck do you go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you can't, you can't, yeah. Like, right, yeah. Oh, this country is a bit strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next day, 
I um, left this place like, and I took the bus. He was living in Temple Oak. And I took the bus into the city centre. He told me, take the 15B. Like. Yeah. So I went to the bus stop and the first bus goes by. I'm standing at the bus stop. I thought, well, might be the right bus. Next bus comes 20 minutes later, yeah. drives by again. I thought, what the fuck is going on here? Like, so a couple of minutes later, a couple of people appeared. And when the third bus came, someone took the hand out. And the bus stopped, like. Bus stopped, yeah. I was like, I mean, why would I be standing at the bus stop? There's only one reason, is there? Yeah, like, weird no, country. No, because if you don't stick your hand out, the bus doesn't stop. It's not where I'm from, See, like. You stand <laughs> at the bus stop for a purpose. Yeah, but the good thing is, though, in Ireland, you know, it's like a country road bus. Yeah. They stop everywhere. Yeah. So if there's like someone anywhere, even outside of a bus stop, yeah. you know, they know every everybody know each other. So they do stop if, you know, there's yeah. an old person or kids waiting yeah. for the bus anywhere. And that's, okay, they okay, even that's drop the them as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's great. It's not Dublin, it's not like this, of course. Yeah. But, you know, that's what I like about Ireland as well. It's really but good. How was your English when you arrived? Good already because I... Well, I lived in the US and in, in, in England, you know, and yeah. in Australia. I went to work in Australia as well for a while. Because it helps, like, you know, if, if, if yeah. you come to a country, like, and you don't really speak the language, like, there was me in Italy, for example, my Italian wasn't very good at the time, like, you know, yeah. and you miss out on everything. You, know? you have to immerse yourself, right? You, yeah, you yeah. can't stick with the Germans or the French. Absolutely. Because if you do, then you don't learn. Mm. Well, if you go live in the south of France, you'll see that a lot of the Brits stick together. Yeah. So they don't learn to speak uh, uh, French at all. Well, that's just it, like yeah, because yeah, there's not the need for them because they can find whatever they want with yeah, the English. So they yeah. don't, you know. It's a shame, but yeah. look, you know, they do they do what they are to do. But yeah. I said to I think Maeve there a couple of weeks ago, like okay. there are a couple of Brazilians, or yeah. there are loads of Brazilians up in Gort, in like, Gort, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good few young ones there, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I met a few of them, and yeah. not a word of English in a young person. That's yeah, really weird, yeah, yeah. and they're here for like quite some time like you know doing yeah. all those jobs like cleaning or gardening or what have you like and some of them like youngish 20 early 20s like you know not a word of english and, i mean how do you kind of participate in a society where you're actually living so i think that sometimes they may not want to speak english right off because you know my daughter she's in school with brazilian and they speak english very well you know yeah. so it's just a question of maybe using it in town or it depends yeah. i think that yeah, yeah. but I, I work i i manage brazilians in um when i used to work in the company here no they they think the english was great you know no no and really friendly people you know yeah, yeah, yeah. always uh always happy and a smile on their face yeah. and you know and i have good very good memories of these guys yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. well let's let's hope for the sake of irish soccer that a good few of them will have children here like. <laughs> <laughs> it might just work out yeah, absolutely yeah. so um so you went to dublin then in around 2000 and um then wow so I was looking for work at the time, so I was out of work because after 9-11, after 9-11, actually before 9-11, the summer before 9-11, I took a long break for the summer. We went to France, enjoyed the summer and blah, 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 hoping that, you know, because I had contracted that for a few years already, yeah. so my job was getting paid by the hour. Yeah. And I was like, hey, yeah, there's plenty of work, you know, working for airlines, plenty of work, we'll find work after summer, is fine. And then, and then we were, we came here, we had an interview with a company in Wicklow and then 9-11 hit oh. and man, and we, we beat the dust because yeah. there was no job for two years. Yeah. And so we went back and forth between France and Ireland and Ireland and France and driving back and forth and stuff. Man, I perfected the, the packing of my, selling, <laughs> like, it, yeah. it was packed to the millimeter, everything fit in there and it was all our life, yeah. you know? And then, and then 2003, 
eventually we got a yeah we got someone who gave me a job in England so we, we moved to England then in 2003 yeah. and we stayed there for five years all right yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's hard because in the early 2000s like you know I mean there was uh, like you would walk into a job in most places I would say like that was my experience anyway like yeah. there was a lot going around like um, but yeah I mean it depends on the field you're in and sometimes it's just bad luck like you know you don't really get what you want so you find that you're either too specialized or not enough yeah so when you, when you go and interview for a job I don't know I was desperate I would go for any kind of job yeah, yeah. and I did go for any kind yeah. of job and even Lisa she went for a florist job which yeah. is great but when she went there because she wanted to work, you know, yeah. she, the lady told her, well, it wasn't really. And the lady told her, well, why would I hire you anyway? Because as soon as you find something better, you're going to go. Ah, fair enough. Like, you know, if you're not from those parts and yeah. it really is a little bit out there, like it's a bit remote. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good point if it's a small shop. like. But all we wanted to do was work yeah. and yeah. get back on, you know, yeah. because we, we had nothing. I had no income, no yeah. benefits, nothing. Yeah. Because I was a contractor for you know for a few years, so I didn't have any benefits whatsoever. Yes. So eventually, thank God, someone gave me a break in England. Yeah. And I remember going to the interview, and it was for a twenty-four-seven job, like working weekends and bank holidays, Ouch. and nights and mornings and evenings, and start at six o'clock in the morning and blah blah blah. Oh, really? No one, they were like, "Yo, so how do you work? Do you love working weekends?" Man, I was born for that. Yeah. <laughs> that was two years, you know, yeah. after being unemployed. Yeah. And they gave, she gave me a job. Her name, she was a really nice lady. She gave me a job and we started back from there. Mm. Since then. Yeah. But you, you can do those things when you don't have kids. Like we're you the can. same age. Yeah, like, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. our kids are the same age. Yeah, so yeah. it's when you don't have kids, you can do an awful lot of shit. When you have kids, that's a problem. Yeah. That's, that's a whole different ballgame altogether. But, um, no, yeah. but that's that's kind of um, that's that's yeah, that's just a personal story. Like you know, sometimes you strike luck, sometimes you get unlucky. You know, shit happens. But um, I just wanted to talk to you between like two Europeans, like coming here and talking yeah, about yeah, the oddities yeah, of this country, yeah. like because sometimes like we lived with the kids in Berlin for about seven and a half years, yeah. and they went there to school for the first couple of years of their national school career, like yeah. and like particularly the school, like I can't believe how easy it is here. It's something I still can't get over. And I know a little bit about the French system. Like, yeah, I mean, you yeah, go to yeah, school. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a different system. Because in France, you, you you have long hours. Now, this has changed even so in France, you know. But yeah, I remember, right. I remember long hours at school. And, yeah, that's uh, five days Five like... days a week. No, it's changed a good bit now yeah. in France as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, as, it's, not as, it's not like this anymore. Look, I think, I think the course is shorter here. Because yeah. the degree is three years. Yeah. In France, you have to specialize for two years before you can go into an engineering school, for example. Oh. Or, you know, if you want to be a lawyer, then you have to go to university, and that yeah. takes a long time as well. And the selection, yeah. various stages of selection. Yeah. Being a doctor takes seven years, yeah. and the selection all the way, you know. Yeah. Here is different, you know. I mean, but at the end of the day, if it works, because, yeah, before, because that's what they need. I think, I don't know, I think, I, I left school, I was 20. Yeah. You know, because, man, I wanted to work and make money. Because yeah. I, I was just bored with school. You know, I wanted to get on with the world, right? So for me to see someone who does three years of university and then and then, and then then that's it, be on the job market, he doesn't find it, I don't find it too worrying, you know. They, I had a friend in, in France, she, she stayed at school and she, she was like, I don't know, 32? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the same in Germany. Like, I mean, they, they shortened it a good bit ever since I left. I mean... Yeah, you know that this is like uh, back the back in the nineties, like. But um, 
like the courses were way too long and obviously um, education, third level education in Germany yeah, is free, yeah, 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 more yeah. or less free. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so people tend to stay a lot longer than they would um, if they had to pay yeah. fees like, or yeah. support their, their living. Like, but no, particularly school, like um, obviously things have changed as well, but in Berlin, school starts at eight. I mean, eight is eight, like, you know, and you're there like 10 minutes before eight in the classroom, like, you know, and be ready because that's when the lesson starts. So yeah. all this timekeeping, the stereotype, but it yeah. actually applies, like, yeah. and um, it, whatever goes on till give or take two o'clock, like, um, I think they scrapped the Saturdays. But when I went to school throughout national and secondary school, yeah. and we went to school on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. I did too, uh, yeah. That's, that's what you do. And you have, and um, on some days, you have lessons in the afternoon as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we didn't have three months summer holidays like that is something else like ah uh, yeah so we did in France I think it I think it got shortened to two months mm. eventually but yeah but in France typic a typical day for me at school would be uh, uh, half eight to half twelve and then yeah. two to five yeah, yeah. every day it's really long five days, days. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so it was a long day and then and then university was even longer you know oh really yeah. yeah it was like forty two hours a week forty three forty four. Which for school is yeah. this is school is not work right because work when you're done for work that's it well normally most well most sensible people <laughs> but work is work right yeah. and life is life so I know that work is part of life but when the forty hours is over the eight hours is over that's it do something with your life you know yeah. I mean that's what I think anyway that's my I that, should be that way yeah that's my perception of things right you know? yeah. so in school normally you shouldn't be being at school 42 hours because then after that you yeah. got to do all the homework and bloody blah and looking at the lessons yeah. and you know and, and I mean then you do sports you do you music do, yeah. and all that and I mean it's good for any kid like you know to do all those extra curriculum and the beer drinking and, and uh, yeah. yeah but like we actually didn't have much homework um, that's actually um, there's a there's a law in Germany and we were well informed from the age of six on you're not allowed to give homework over the weekend. Oh man, you know, but and, and they give an awful lot of homework here, and um, I I think it's it's sometimes way too tough on the kids because they are going to play kamogi, hockey, um, you know, go to piano lessons or whatever, and like it, it can't really be done with all the homework. Yeah, so that's a point, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my daughter this year, she was in living service, she did a lot of homework at home. Yeah, yeah. And then, as opposed to my younger daughter, she didn't have much homework to do this year. It was the first year of the, yeah, yeah. you know, GCS, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah she, she, that should ramp up. But in France, we had homework from the very start, my age anyway. Oh, really? Uh, well, yeah. we, we got homework, but not an awful lot, like oh, a lot yeah, less yeah. than they would have gotten here. Okay, Obviously, yeah. we had uh, like more school days and mm -hmm. such, like, but um, and, and, and the extra day on Saturday. But homework wasn't really a big thing. Like, you know, they yeah. wouldn't really um, like later in secondary school, you would get projects, you know. So that means you have to hand it in whatever at a particular date in three weeks time. And then you can kind of work around it, like which was to teach you as well, being responsible and yeah, yeah, manage like, your time, manage your time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that, that the way like the, the the amount of homework they're getting here at times, yeah, like yeah, you know, in crazy. secondary school, that's just crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, can't yeah. be. Yeah. Emily was crazy. Yeah. She was like, she'd work until half nine, ten yeah. every day and then go back to school and then same thing again in the evening. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny enough because mo the Irish teacher would give her a lot of work. And no offense, but Irish is by far the <laughs> least, I would think, the least important subject it is, I fully at agree. school. Yeah. Because let's face it, 
it's important for the nation and the people and the blah, blah, blah. But for the talking outside of school, yeah. uh, English is predominant. So yeah. it's nice to it's nice to know it. Yeah. But does it have to be the main subject that brings you the most homework at school? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. It should, should be that. mathematics or it should be, you know, but it should be Irish. Yeah, yeah. So she was doing Irish, yeah, yeah. I get I get the whole um, cultural sort of um, point to do Irish, but Me I really too. believe um, they should do Irish, uh, should do the Irish language if they must in the first six years, but yeah. after that it should be voluntary because should be a choice. You, yeah, you see yeah. the kids like I agree now at the age of 13, 14, 15, 16, like who have to do Irish have absolutely no interest. You know that actually puts them off Irish. If anything, if it's not voluntary. Like a teenager doesn't want to do but this the, shit. The, the, so there's the, that. And the fact that because it's not spoken so much outside of it, unless you live in rural area, yeah. like in the carry or whatever, or even some, it's some very parts of Galway, then you forget pretty much everything very quickly. If it's not applied, of course. Because you don't practice it, yeah. right? So it's just like geography or history or mathematics. I mean, do I, you know, I try to pretend to help my daughter with integrals and stuff. I was like, okay, I'll help you. Like, I look at that, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Because yeah. maybe I can get back into it. But yeah. man, it, the effort is just too much. <laughs> did, did you ever have the idea of learning Irish? No. No, but it's 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 interesting. I I can't say it's not interesting. But did I have no? I didn't have the interest to to learn the the. the I think it, there's enough if for you and me already have to speak English every day, and then then the, there's your own language, and then there's a mix up, you know, of the English and the French or English and the German all day long. So, yeah, having another language in there, nah. No, not I, I, I don't mind it so much. Like, but I remember when I came here in '92 or '93, um, coming from uh, coming here with the law degree uh, yeah, from Germany. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't have been a qualified lawyer in Ireland anyway because the common law is so different from the German legal system. Yeah. Yeah. But it was actually the law until I think it was '97, '98 that you had to have in order to qualify as a solicitor here, you had to have Irish. So yeah. I thought, Jesus, that'd be easy enough. Like, uh, like before I knew that, um, that'd be easy enough to another whatever year or two here and qualify in Ireland um, but then um, it dawned to me that whoops I have to learn another language too yeah. no forget about that though so it never happened but that was the only time I actually had a notion of well should I learn the language yeah. other than that but I did play soccer in um, out in Inverne for a club called Koshaga and they all spoke Irish on the pitch. That's wow. out of Connemara. And I was the only one, like the dude from Berlin, like I was playing in goals and I couldn't understand what they were saying. Like, <laughs> funny enough, the townies we were playing, um, like from Galway City, yeah. they didn't have a word of Irish either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, that's the thing, right? It's, it's very local. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The Irish, you know. So that's why it's super hard. It's going to be super hard for them to maintain the language. Absolutely, yeah. you know, and but it's true for some jobs in Ireland, you have to have the Irish. Yeah, yeah. but Still it's a handful now. of jobs in comparison. Yeah, when you really think but about look, it. it's an opportunity to learn a language. My daughters did really yeah. well because you know because they started learning learning English when they were young. So yeah. brain act as a sponge, so they yeah. keep that absolutely about learning languages. And so when they got involved into the, the Irish, oh, they, it it got to them very quickly, you know. And uh, is she going to do something out of it later? I don't know. You don't know, but I mean, time will tell. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's a fact that um, the synopsis in a child's brain, um, a child uh, who is bilingual or multilingual, yeah. de develop in a very different way. So for oh, them, it's very quick. easy to pick up any other language. Like, in, in super quick. Just be 
French tickets in at home, do you? Oh man, so it's a mix. Yeah, yeah, it, because the kids go for the easiest. Yeah, and I never stop them from doing that. Mm. So when I was when I speak with speak English to yeah. to me, I never re reply back in French, mm. ever, uh, 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 unless really. I want to get, I don't, I don't do it on purpose, yeah. or I want to get into a long conversation in French, yeah. okay? But most of the time, no. I choose was whatever is easiest for them. They used to mix French and English. Yeah. I'm fine with oh, it. Of course, yeah. Yeah, okay. because it's easiest for them. So that's what they use, and that's what the, the, the way they decide to talk. I'm fine with it, because they're clever enough to know the difference between French and English. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that's how we do it, yeah, at home. Never force my kids. I remember I had, I had a friend, he, he was French, and, and his wife was Japanese. Mm. And because he didn't speak Japanese and she didn't speak French or very little French, yeah. they would speak broken English between each other yeah. because their English wasn't great because yeah. they never really lived in an English-speaking country, you know. So the kids in there in the middle were in a complete mess because yeah. they didn't know what which language to speak properly yeah. or be understood. And that was super hard for them, you know. So the kids, yeah, they had a hard time, I think. Yeah. There are good few, like, sports stars, um, I know, soccer players, um, who actually come from situations like that, who uh, speak two or three languages, but none of them, like, developed into their first, into their original language that can manage to close to 100%, yeah, like, yeah, as yeah, close yeah, as you yeah. can get, like, to, to manage yeah, a language. Yeah, like. Of course, yeah. Because between the parents, they had to speak uh, oh, yeah. a different language. And in school, there's a different language being spoken, and like they don't but those, so really goes, learn either. Like. So goes the world, though. Yeah. But uh, no, I always speak German to the kids. You in do? Any given context, like, you know, so we have a conversation on the, on the dinner table, like, you know, they speak um, English to Annette, they speak English mostly between themselves, which yeah, I find yeah, odd, yeah, but yeah, only yeah. here, yeah. like four years now. Yeah. Um, sometimes a little bit of German, but we all, I always speak German to the kids. I don't react to English at okay, all, okay, but okay. It, it really keeps everybody active, like, you know, and Annette speaks a little bit of German as well. So it's kind of, she still maintains the passive vocabulary in German, yet she yeah. responds in English. English, but yeah. I would be speaking German and the kids speak both. Like so it's actually quite funny, like and challenging at times. I speak German with Lisa. Uh, I speak French with Lisa once in a while mm. yeah, as well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah but that's uh, no, I mean language is a cool thing. Like it's whatever comes easiest, yeah. really. But once um, you master both. Yeah. But yeah. uh the the younger one, Kiana, um, she um is like very good in Irish too, like and yeah, yeah, yeah. um she missed out on the first four years in national school of Irish, like of course. Uh, plus junior infants and all the rest and of it. Picked up. So it's the same with with your daughter, like yeah. you know, so they, they they seem to pick up oh, um, pick the language up much better. Yeah, yeah. But um and she actually has an exemption. So so does Lani because oh. they completed their um national school cycle in Germany. But she um, did it anyway. Oh yeah, yeah Kiana does it out of interest and Lani does her homework when okay, it comes okay, to okay. Irish. Mm. She doesn't participate mm. at all. Her homework is done and she has a free afternoon. Like, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. She has no interest in the little one does. Like, um, but yeah. <laughs> um, Look, you know. It's whatever it is. Like, yeah. yeah. So you came here, you went to London and you came back after five years and then you had kids here. No, 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 then no, man, this be, it wouldn't be as, as straightforward as that. We went to live in the south of France for eight years. Marvelous. So, yeah, so Amelie was two and a half and Erika wasn't born there, wasn't born yet. And right. we loved England. England yeah. was great. It was nothing about the people, it was nothing about the place. I really enjoyed my time in England. But we were um, isolated. That was when they wanted to be European. Absolutely. <laughs> but, 
but we were we were isolated you know like uh, because the parents were so some this is that mom and dad in Ireland mom and dad in France so we kind of yeah we we long for a place where you know we could have some maybe support or see some family once in a while and so yeah south of france was natural because we lived in ireland before and i told lisa look how about we try the south of france you know because mm -hmm. i was working for a company then that was international yeah. and they had a place well they had a big center in, in the south of france and i worked there before by the way so it was a natural choice because yeah. it was an internal move so we went there, we bought a house, and we lived there for eight years, and we, we loved it too. We had great friends. Uh, France is great. There's a few things that, just like any, any other country, like... Absolutely. Man, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, eventually, eventually we came back here because, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was tough going sometimes, and, uh, and it was the be of everything that made us come back, uh, you know, wanted to go back to, uh, to Ireland and that's, that's what we did. And I told Lisa, I said, I want a big fuck of, ha fuck of house with a big garden, you know. <laughs> I said, I'm not moving to Ireland to live in a box. Because we had a box in the south of France, right? It was a small house. Yeah. And I did up in the garage and I wasn't supposed to build up in the yeah. garage and I said, fuck this, I'm not going to go and buy another house because I had another kid. Yeah. And it was stupid, so I, I, I wore the fucking door and I put a V-Lux. Like, the, the guy was so funny, he was like... Uh, you can't build anything in your garage because it's not allowed. Okay, can I put a Velux? You can't put a Velux. Okay. And you go, fine. There we go. Nobody knows. Nothing else. <laughs> wall, wall the door, put the Velux, off you go. <laughs> and that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, so we lived there eight years. We had great friends, great life. You know, I mean, South France is, is super nice. Now it's a little bit too crowded now as compared to when I was a kid. Okay. I, I like to compare it with a, you know, a crab basket. Because yeah. it's like, you know, everybody reaching for air and, you know, <laughs> with the big yeah. stepping on each other. Are yeah. you from the city or are you? No, I'm from the countryside. I was born in Nice, but I'm from the countryside, you know. All so, right. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, I really had a great childhood, you know, I enjoyed yeah. it, right? It was a small village up north of Nice. And, uh, you know, it's fantastic childhood, you know, really nice. Yeah. But then we, we decided to come, you know, move, move to Ireland. And, uh, man, I loved Ireland already because of a lot of things, you know. And I came here, no, I, I'm not turning back and I'm not going back to France, you know, uh, no matter what. And plenty of people have asked me, wow, are you going to go back to France eventually? No. That's a nice pace of life here. Like, it's a nice pace of life. Um, you know, it's laid back. Okay. Uh, there's a few things that are pissing me off, just of like, course. you know, anywhere you live, things piss you off. What's, what's the thing that pisses you off the most? Oh, man. Sometimes they're too laid back, way too laid back. Which doesn't piss me off, but there's some things that the Irish do because they are too laid back, and the French do it because they are rebellious. Mm. You know, like parking. Yeah. It's crazy parking here sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's okay if if you have a life, it's not super yeah. annoying. You look at it and you laugh, you know, and you smile, right? Well, in, in the south of France, where where it's super crowded and it's super hard to get a a, yeah. a, a car parked, sometimes, yeah. well, you see some if you see someone parked like an ass, it kind of annoys you, right? <laughs> But in France, they do it because they, they are rebellious. Here, they do it because they're laid back. They don't mean anything bad out of it, you know? As the French go like, well, fuck this, because I don't give a shit. And blah, 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 blah. They do it anyway, you know? Yeah. So, so that, but otherwise, uh, what annoys me? No. It's, uh, How about timekeeping? 
Like this is the one thing that really, and, and this is me being Prussian. I'm not German. I'm Prussian. Like so, timekeeping. Eight forty-seven is eight forty-seven. Ah man, so I'm from the south of France. So you should God. know in, in France, nobody's have, well, very few people are, are on time. <laughs> yeah. So if you live in England, people are on time. Yeah. Because that's how they work. Uh, yeah. Because they think, man, you got to respect my time as much as I respect yours. Mm. So if I'm starting a meeting at 10, Absolutely. you got to be in at 10. Well, in France, they do even better. In France, they have a, they have a, a, a margin of error. Okay? <laughs> so they say, for example, if you book a meeting room, yeah. if someone is in there from 9 to 10, you can't book it for the next 15 minutes for sure. The academic quarter, come temporary. Because they know that they're going to be fucking late the first meeting, <laughs> so they're going to overlap, so there's no point, you know? But they do, yeah, they do. In France, usually people are late, yeah. So it wasn't a culture shock for you, because no, no, still no, after no, 30 no, years no. in this country, like, it still annoys the shit out of me, like, I mean, fair no, enough. That One minute or two no, minutes no. past 10, like, you know, I can just about live with that. Even though, even though it's two minutes of my time, which I'll never get back, like, but turning up at 20 past 10 and calling it 10-ish, that just doesn't wash with me, like. That, uh, yeah, that doesn't yeah. bother me too much. I, uh, so then again, there's business, then there's, there's other things, right? So business, that you give me on time. I'm yeah. on time, always. Yeah. And I'm on time most of the time anyway. Yeah. Like today, I was show up on time, right? Yeah. Even before. But uh, business is business. But what I start of business, when somebody, yes, people do show up later. Yeah. I think it's a culture thing, man. But it's like in I India. Is, yeah. It's like in India, they tell you, yeah, I'll be there in five minutes, but they're there an hour later. <laughs> because... <laughs> So that doesn't bother So that didn't, much, no. that wouldn't bother you, bothers me. Yeah. Anything else, the parking we had. Man, so, you know, it's that it will be all right kind of thing. that, And we talked that about ah, that should before. Should be grand. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that, I find, does not really encourage for greatness. Hmm. Might be a point to it, but as a stoic myself. But it's great because it's me. laid back. Yeah. Okay. And it suits me as well. Okay. But in some aspect of it, uh, it does not encourage greatness. Because people are like, oh, well, yeah, yeah well, yeah. that's just the way it's going to be, right? Yeah. And that that is sometimes, you know, yeah, yeah it's not, it can not sometimes encourage the right, yeah. you know, I know, I see the point. You actually make a good point. Aspirations. What? But other, other than that, in, in, in any day's life, you know, I mean, well, we, we have one trip in this world, you know, so... Yeah, it'd be grand because there was the point of, yeah. you know, getting stressed about it. I it is what it is. I understand yeah. that aspect of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I that, do. that is one thing that actually doesn't annoy me, that suits my personality. Well, even, even when I see a tradesman, like, you know, I've never seen that before, no. I should be trying this. It'd be grand. But, you know, it's not like it annoys me. It's like, um, yeah. That's what I... It's not super mm. annoying. You know what I'm saying. But, um, no, when... Um, when we bought the house, like, and obviously it was COVID and times were different, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but trying to get materials and all this, yeah. I actually enjoyed this laid back thing, like, you know, I sure we'll see what we can do. Like, oh, we might have it tomorrow. We might have it. I get you something else. What'd that do? So I don't know. Let's see how it goes. But I do I as well. I loved it. Yeah, I do as well. Because yeah. you don't, and it's true, your blood, your high blood pressure here can drop a notch or two. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, because it is not that, uh, and it depends, because I've had some work that was super, super, really super stressful. Um, but other than that, in day-to-day -day life, yeah. yeah, this attitude can work in many aspects yeah. of life, you know? Yeah. Just sometimes, 
can be a bit frustrating because I, 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 I don't know. Um, what about the health system? I have to say well, it again. What about the health system? I'm from France. I can't yeah. compare. This, this Even is, though France yeah. health system is going to shit as well. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still can't compare. Yeah, yeah. But see, when I first worked in Ireland, it was year 2000. And I thought that for the taxes we paid, we had very little out of it. Yeah. Very, very little. It was taking the piss. Yeah. Today I've come back here and I've work, I'm working again and there's more for it, yeah. which is great. Yeah. You know? But, oh, one thing that piss, really pisses me off is the ultra-liberalism. Like, the insurance hikes, uh -huh. the, the energy oh, yeah. hikes. Yeah. Like, they do whatever they fucking yeah. want. Just really nearly. And nobody complains. Yeah. And, you know, your insurance yeah. takes 20% from one year to the next, and they go, oh, well, yeah. uh, just, we had, we, had, we had expenses last year, and you go, <laughs> fuck off. I mean, yeah. in a whole year, if anything, I have one more year experience driving. So my insurance should be cheaper. No, it goes up. And that kind of sucks. And really annoying, you know. Yeah. That's one really annoying bit that nobody complains yeah. about this because it's just ridiculous. It's actually something that they don't really have here. Like, you know, it's activism, whether it's when it comes to union, when it comes to striking and all this. It's it's quite, I mean, it, it seems to develop a little bit like, you know, but it's not like, particularly France, like, you know, I mean, when you guys go on strike, you go on strike and that's it, like, and it would be very similar in Germany, like, you know, when the train drivers strike, I mean, or the, whoever so, it is, like, they go on strike and it's, it's, it's about the cause, but, but people are organized, you know, people show solidarity and people are organized, whereas here it seems to be pretty much on the fringes in, in public life, well, I think. Being politically organized or See, being organized in unions or something like that. So in France, okay, um, sometimes it's downright taking the piss. It's disruptive. Mm. It's just strike for disruption. Because they think they can't get anything without disruptions. Yeah. And they may have a point. But it's disruption. So you're like anyone else, getting up out of bed at 6 mm. in the morning to go to work. And when you go to work, you get stuck in a, on a motorway with a, one of these Operation Escargot. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. kind of think, fuck this, man. I mean, you got out of bed. Yeah. You have to go and make a living, you know? So disruptive like this, man, yeah. this is taking the piss. Some people in France, they're on strike. They don't even know why they're on strike. And this is true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. It's like they have a, a schedule for strikes yeah. for the whole year. <laughs> and you mean, this is ridiculous, you know? But also the problem in France is that some of the strikes now, now, these days... Like what happened like a week ago, okay, uh, is is about violence. Is but not the people That's striking. True. Not That's pe true. not the yeah, people yeah. striking. Yeah, yeah. Is the people mixing with them yeah. to be this element of disruption. And these guys can be very violent, you know. Yeah. And man, the police force they are just like nine to five guys. Uh, yeah. You know, like father with kids, and they go yeah. to work because that's their job. They don't need this crap, you know? And that, that really is disruptive. And it's a good thing we don't see that in Ireland, you know? Well, it's true. But it's, yeah. a, it's a much bigger, like France is a much bigger country, um, the same as Germany. And you have that colonial past, particularly in the South, like, you know, there's so many ethnic uh, groups, like, you know, and obviously there's a lot of um, traditional, I would say, crime and violence there as well, yeah. which then in the banlieue is like, you know, you, you have those groups and you have those, those you know, apartment blocks run down, like, you know, police wouldn't go there. You have those in Germany, you have those in England, you have those in America as well. But, but, but this is our society. Society yeah. made those. Yeah. Our, our society made those. I mean, these people didn't want to go live in a fucking ghetto. No, of course not. No. Okay, but yeah. you know, they also have to know, and I'm sure they do, yeah. probably now, but 
it's about opportunities when they arrived here that you know make the difference, right? Yeah. But they know like everyone else that you gotta you get you have to get your fingers out before yeah, yeah. you can start making money, you know. And but so, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So you have to work, and you know, and but it, things have changed a lot in France. You know, I mean, because yeah. I see it because I, <coughs> I I lived outside for many years, you know. And when I go back, I see things have changed a good bit and for the good, you know. So that's one good thing, right? You don't see those issues in Ireland, I don't think. Uh, no, it's it's too small a country, but that's why I brought up health, health, the whole health system. Like you know, it's it's, 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 it's not just too small of a country. It's it's um it's um as you say, colonialist mm. past like France had. Sure, Ireland doesn't have it. Well, like Ireland yeah. doesn't have it, so yeah. we don't have this shit yeah. here. Yeah. You know, which is a great thing. Anyway, health system. Yeah, but the health system, like, you know, I, I look at it like, you know, there's 5 million people just marginally more than live in Berlin. Like, you know, wouldn't it be yeah, just yeah, the easiest yeah, thing yeah, in the yeah, world? Yeah. Like, this is not organized a country of uh, 50, 80, 120 million people. Like, you know, look, yeah, next Tuesday, see, we do compulsory health insurance yeah, in this country. So the, pro the problem they have here is that they, they... So as I understand it, okay, and I could be wrong, right? The, the health system, does it get... Financed by taxpayers' money, yeah, it does. Maybe it doesn't get financed enough. <laughs> well, it, yeah, but that's, it, it comes down to finances. But if everybody, if you had compulsory health insurance, like you know, everybody is in on it, um, you could boost the health service by taking the money off the taxpayer, but yeah. attributing um, the proportion, like call it social insurance, call it um, health insurance, call it tax money, but take the money from. Um, everyone who is paying taxes allocate that particular portion of the taxes or the state intake um, to the health sector and it would solve an awful lot of problems um, it's 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 uh, it, it would yeah yeah I agree I agree with that yeah I that's one thing that yeah, uh, springs to mind like you know and for a country of five million it, it, like, it, would, it should would be easy enough to organize. it would get rid of the two two system that we have today mm. where you have a health health insurance Absolutely. and you go into a clinic if you wish, or you don't have it, and you go to a hospital because it's too expensive otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that, that would resolve that, because yeah. I think that sucks. Yeah. But in France, it's the same yeah. for many things. Yeah. It's like for spectacles in France. Yeah. When you go into uh, an optician, because it works differently, you know, um, in France, you go to an, an ophthalmologist, not an optician, to get yeah. your, your reading and your, your, your yeah. measures, and so you get your spectacles. Same because you get a prescription. Yeah. Okay. So, what was I going to say? Oh man, that's it. Like the that's the way you get. Your yeah. So in France, France, when you go into an optician because you have the prescription, first exactly. thing they want to know is, do you have a health insurance? Yeah. Because if you do, then you know exactly how much they're gonna charge you for the spectacles. Yeah. Not so much the glasses. Yeah. When trust them, it's just selling an expensive pair of spectacles. Yeah. Spectacles, you know. And you don't have that here. Yeah. You know. So that's one good thing, right? Um, driving. Yeah. How does driving in Ireland generally compare? I mean, people are people, we're all individuals, but how does driving compare to no, the uh, standard of driving in France? Man, it even depends where you live in France. In Paris, okay. you get the fucking crazy drivers. Mm -hmm. uh, they have no politeness, no, no, they're rude. It depends. Not everyone, of course, because it's all about generality. So. Yeah. No, in Ireland, it doesn't bother me too much. What do you have to do to get a driving license in France? Oh man, so and so here they have they have that funny system where and I think they've <laughs> abolished that right where yeah. I think that you were if you were on your second provisional you could drive alone in the car, 
which I thought was so fucked up. So you'd pay. You never had a driving lesson in your life, and you just drive. Like, you'd pay like three thousand euros insurance a year, but yeah, so you could drive on your own in the car. So the insurance really made a mint out of this for something that should have never happened in the first yeah. place. Because how can you be driving a car on your own on a provisional license? It's fucked up. Exactly. Yeah, but then in France, there's something else that is completely fucked up, right? You get caught drink, drunk, drink, drink driving. Yeah. You you lose you use you lose your license. Yeah. Okay, for six months even or maybe longer, you can drive one of the one of these cars without a license, <laughs> and it's literally a car, like it's a smaller car. Okay, yeah. and there's a whole market for that, right? Yeah. But this car, <laughs> it doesn't have like a a, a proper like a, a lit a one liter engine, but it's got a four hundred centimeter cube centimeter engine or whatever. <coughs> But it's big enough to kill you if you cross the road and it goes for you. And these guys, the car. they don't have a license to drive it. Yeah. Which I, <laughs> I find completely fucked up. You know? I never heard that. That's gas. And Lisa, she, when, when we moved to France, she was like, you're not serious. They can drive that without a license. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, yeah, of course, yeah. So when you're stuck and you lose a license, that's what yeah. you buy. Yeah. And you know exactly all what happened to you, dude. Yeah, you're too yeah, mad yeah, you know yeah, that six yeah, months yeah, ago, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there was a, um, a guy doing a Formula One. He was called Ligier. So Ligier were making Formula yeah. One just like Renault, right? Well, Ligier is a big seller of these cars without license in France. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole niche, man. And yeah. it, oh, thank God it doesn't exist here. Yeah. But no, I think they drive okay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Well, no, the big question. There's a lot of tractors, but... Well, yeah, okay, we live in the countryside. Oh, by the, the way, um, does, does Lisa actually come from these parts or is she from somewhere else? Longford. Longford, Longford yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying earlier. Countryside. So how did you decide on, um, like, Kinvara, Gort, like the greater Abuster. area here? Abuster. <laughs> uh, it's not that I didn't want to live in Longford, okay? Yeah. Well, it's just that I didn't want to live in Longford. <laughs> <laughs> no, Longford is, is, is nice. Um, I found that there was... I had a feeling for a long time that Longford owned his own cloud because it was there every day that I woke up, I could look up and there was that <laughs> bloody fucking cloud. And the next day it was still there again and it would last weeks. And also here you have the coastline, you have the beach, you have yeah. the countryside, you yeah, know, it's, it's scenic. Yeah, I want yeah. to, yeah, I told Lisa, I said this has to be the West. And I want to live in Kerry in fairness. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's because I loved Kerry. Anywhere yeah. by the coast. Like, so the, yeah. the reason why we didn't leave Kerry was because of jobs, you know, job opportunities. There were only a few companies there doing IT, yeah. whereas in Galway, you know, Galway has a lot more. So that's why we wanted up around Galway. So yeah. proximity to Galway, but basically you want to live by the coast. Yeah, yeah I want to live by the coast, yeah. yeah and I don't regret it. Like, yeah. It's breathtaking yeah. here, yeah, yeah. But now the big question. Tell me, big question. The closing time. Do you have a closing time in France? For what? For the pops. Oh, it depends. It works on license. Okay. Yes, we have a closing time. Um, uh, it depends on the, license, on the license you have. Yeah. Say, for example, a bar, because we don't really have pubs in France. We do, but they are be British or Irish pubs yeah, or whatever. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's not like the that French would have, culture. Yeah, like the French would have bistro or, or, or bar, yeah. okay? And those tend to close around definitely 2 o'clock, everything's yeah. shut, yeah. you know? Um, and then nightclubs yeah. take over. So yeah. we used to go out... Because clubs were expensive, yeah. so you go to the bar until well, two o'clock, yeah. and then off rush, rush the club, yeah. and then stay until five or six. So it's but you kind of have to, like yeah, you yeah. know, when you're young, that's what young yeah. people do. But like closing time. Or oh, one thing that really, really, I find really ridiculous here, really ridiculous, and I know it's down to the heritage, the cultural heritage. Okay, is this selling uh, alcohol 
on Sunday, not before midday. Actually, half twelve, <laughs> or any weekday, half ten. Yeah. And it is, there's even one day where you can't buy alcohol. And I'm thinking, this is taking yeah. the piss. This is hypocrisy. It is. It is. Because everybody, the day before, stocked up on alcohol. Oh, yeah, whoever wanted to drink, yeah, of course. And on Sunday, well, you know, again, same thing. People who want to drink on Sunday from eight a.m. Yeah. will have bought the alcohol the night before. So why do they do this? Yeah. I don't know. I was a bit of crack when I first came here. It was one of those other um, sort of oddities about this country, which took me aback. Like they had the Sunday hour. Was it between one and three or between two and four or something? Yeah. That you were in a pub and you had to have, you could only get a pint um, with a meal. So between two and four, they weren't allowed to serve alcohol, yet you were still sitting in the pub and watching the match. Like, ah, So you yeah, order whatever yeah. the cheapest is on the menu, like that you can get your pints. Like, it was absolutely hilarious. And then the nightclubs, they had to um, serve um, some sort of food as well. So it was really some, usually some manky chicken curry yeah, shit yeah, in a bowl. Oh, they bring and you yeah, of chips you never ate yeah. that, but they had yeah. to offer it because that was the law. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, you have and to, then yeah. Good Fridays, like we, uh, they did away with that a couple of years ago didn't they but uh, good fridays we always bought tickets to the town hall theater or whatever like you know got us drink we never watched the show we were at the bar like but it was something you had to do like you know just anyone yeah, yeah, yeah. can get in like you know um it, it was basically just any other friday and you could have drank at home if you really wanted to but it of was course the, it was the crack in it all like you know i know where we can get yeah you know a pint but define the system if, basically if, if you want to drink you drink I mean mm. whatever the bar is until of course yeah, Sunday, yeah. if you want to drink you drink yeah. so is that stopping anyone from drinking no because no, whoever wants to drink drinks yeah, yeah. so but is, that, yeah. is that annoying shops because they need to keep that part of the shop closed and make sure that every piece head would come in at yeah. 8 in the morning with a bottle of alcohol hoping to get it through and tell him no you can't because it's Sunday you can't buy before half 12 yeah but that's it Really, it you know, but again, it's it's a cultural heritage, I think. Yeah. You know? So but I it, respect that. It it no, it does annoy me, and there's no sense in that. And I tell you why. Um, when you have in every city and town in Ireland, yeah. you have like young people, they fight when they have too much drink. It's a it's a new it's a mm. universal thing, but um, because all the pubs and then subsequently all the nightclubs close at the same time. That means you have to fight outside every oh, yeah, McDonald's yeah, yeah. or supermax yeah, yeah, yeah. every or, Friday, or every Saturday Cheapers night, like yeah. at the same time, um, because you have an awful lot of young people, most of them drunk in the same place. Agree. If there was twenty, if there was twenty four seven service, I mean, eventually people run out of money, yeah, yeah. and people just simply have enough. Just and it should be yeah. up to the publican to, you know kind of look after which crowd they want to yeah. get in and which not. So, so 24-7 is tough going for a publican, right? But you don't have to. You need the organization all the same, yeah. But no, but I mean, many pubs would say, like, you know, we open, we have, say, a lot of local people there or old-age pensioners. They like to come in during the day, like, you know, have even the half pints, like, and they leave early. And it doesn't make any business sense to open before six o'clock in the evening oh, and it doesn't make any yeah, yeah. business sense to stay open after they can have whatever opening option. hours they want yeah, yeah okay yeah. and that kind of makes more sense and especially like i haven't been in dublin now in quite some time like but um, trying to get a taxi in dublin always struck me as virtually impossible on a friday night at two o'clock yeah, just yeah, couldn't be done like yeah. but because if you had very liberal kind of opening uh, hours um, that would kind of get rid of the problem in itself like yeah. because people would go home at different hours 
But when everybody leaves the nightclub, it is it two o'clock? I don't even know. But is it two o'clock? Then everybody is there at the taxi rank and they'd be queuing for hours. Yeah. And of course, then you get a bit of aggression as well. Like, and things are not going well from there on in. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Yeah. Oh, man. Reminds me of Australian Sydney. Sydney was... If you got out at the, the closing time for pubs, and then afterwards, some places where, like the rocks in Sydney, it was literally open 24-7. Mm. It was all the time, right? But if you if you were out past the closing time in Sydney, uh, the, the cabs would drive, the lights off, and the doors locked, because it, drinking was rampant. And the way it worked there, when I was there now, again, and this is Sydney again, so maybe it's different in other places, right? But when I was there, and then, you know, when I was a young lad, 25, and going out for a drink or a good time or whatever, you know, you'd, you'd see that they, 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 you'd have the, uh, the, the lads and the girls going out separately. And then as everybody started, you know, like getting a few drinks in and yeah. stuff, they started mixing oh, yeah, up of course, and things. Yeah. You know? And then before you had it, you know, that everybody would, of course, be not everybody like wildly inebriated or whatever, but, you know, you'd have, peop- you'd have people like yeah. a drunk in enough yeah. and they do anything to get into a cab I, I, I even see a, a, a wedded girl waiting for a, ta- a cab in Sydney yeah. right and you know it's like nobody would take them in because they'd be so drunk and some of them could become violent right uh, so nobody would take them in the cab and they'd or be, at the very least they puke all over the all over your seats like yeah yeah absolutely yeah so nobody would, would, would take them in at all you know so never had to take a cab there but you would have been then to like lots of places um, in your life where you would have lived. You know anything that ex- exceeds a holiday of let's just say three oh, weeks yeah. is kind of living in a place where yeah. you participate in in, yeah. in life and social life where you work as well. So you would have been living in quite a lot of places now. It, mostly um, English speaking countries, yeah. Yeah, few, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you live in America or did you yeah, just, I did. Yeah, eighteen months. Lived in America. Yeah, yeah. Lived in Australia. Yeah. Lived in England. Yeah. Lived in Longford and Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and Ireland is the place for you, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It really works for me, you know. Yeah. I really like the place here. You know? But, you know, there's good things about Same things ev- everywhere. Yeah. It's simple as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it really works. Because my kids could be kids growing up here. Mm. You know? True. Yeah. Um, in France, they... They, they, they become mature much, much younger, especially yeah. in the south of France, you know, with so many things, just uh, the thinking. Uh, here, they, 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 they get to stay kids longer. and That's true, yeah. And also, I like the fact that it's laid back, yeah, yeah. you know, so it can be annoying at times, yeah. but overall, it's fantastic yeah. because it's laid back. So you can leave the stress outside of work yeah. if you can manage that. Some people can't, even true. living in Ireland, you know, yeah. but if you can do that, then you have a great life here, you know. It's really good. But I fully subscribe to that. Um, no, Ireland is the place for me as well. And we lived yeah. in various places as well. And no, no, this, this, this is cool here. Like, you know, in spite or because of the oddities. Um, uh, that I, The GAA. What about the GAA? Do you know anything about the GAA? No, no, I have not got into involved <laughs> at all, at all, man. No, Do, no. Did your girls never try camogie or anything? No, no. Never I want to see that. No. that. My daughter did Irish dancing for a good while, and she mm. was really good at it. You know, yeah. Erica, yeah, my youngest. Um, no, GAA never got involved. I'm not. I'm not a big, like, if any sports, I'll do it, but I'm not gonna go watch it. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. So, yeah, not really. 
no, there's a, I tried the GA like with the girls, like obviously it's too old. Like I'm, I'm a soccer person. Like actually, shouldn't be calling it soccer; it's football. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's a different animal altogether. Like, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would know something about rugby, obviously. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, look, you're French after all. Like I know the rules. Yeah, yeah. I came here. I, I was more into first thing about I was it. More, I was more into football. Yeah, yeah, like soccer and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rugby, I, I admire the, the, the game. It, yeah. It's a very, very proud game. Yeah. You know, the, it's, it's different from football because the rugby guys, they can meet after the match and, and you know, and have a meal together and it's great, you know. I mean, yeah. football, I'm not so sure they do that, even though I'm not saying that they're all enemies or whatever, you know, but they wouldn't do that as openly as they would in rugby, you know. Yeah, probably not. But at yeah. least you knew about rugby. I didn't, I never watched rugby match. I knew oh, that no, the sport existed, but I came here and then... What the fuck is that? Some great rugby matches, yeah, yeah. yeah. And GAA, yeah, it's just I didn't get the chance to follow it through, you know, that's it. No, that's crazy. See, Maybe one day. And it's from Mayo. And apparently, if you don't know anything about um, the GAA and football, you may have heard that Mayo always come close, but never win. <laughs> <laughs> you want to drive up there before, like, the next, whatever, semi-final, final. I think this year they're out, like, what, I mean, it's all green and red and, like, people paint their cows, like, <laughs> absolute craziness, but they haven't won anything since 1952 or something <laughs> like that. But well, they're, you know, they're coming close pretty much every year. God like. loves the trier, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. crazy shit. Like, if actually they win. <laughs> yeah, Apparently, there was a curse. Um, when they last won it, back in the early 50s, yeah. um, they were um, coming, like the team, they were bringing the trophy home and they kicked it down the street or something. No, actually, no, that was a different story, but they made too much noise. They came by a funeral and they didn't show any respect. And the priest cursed the Mayo football team that they will never, ever win another um, All-Ireland uh, final as long as the last person of that team is still alive. Wow. And I think the last one actually just died last year. I'm not sure. This, this is going back to the early 50s. Like, and oddly enough, they were in so many finals and just couldn't win it. Like, and I love the story about it. And um, yeah, the Mayo people kind of celebrate that, or celebrate the story itself with gusto as well. Like, ah, sure, it's the curse again. Like, but uh, yeah, the GAA, that was something that really took me aback when I first landed here. Like, yeah. Whoops, what's this like? I've never been to Mayo, come to think of it, ever. Like hey, to Mayo. No. It's up the road, it's half an hour up the road. No, man, no, no, haven't been there. Probably one of the Alicante County I've, I've not visited in Ireland. But see, here you go, yeah. I'm looking forward to that now. It's one of the it's one of the biggest yeah. counties in Ireland. Like. It's, it's Westport in the Mayo, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've right, not yeah. been to Westport, no. no, no. Oh, it's a cool place, I had my stag night there, uh, one of the stag nights. Um, must have been good then as well, but... <laughs> I heard it's a good place, yeah. yeah. This, this We're there only a couple of months ago. This is mum and dad used to go there on, on breaks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's it's place, pretty, yeah. like, you know, Jeff, yeah. um, you have Crow Patrick there, like this mountain, they climb once a year for religious reasons, like, and... Um, yeah. No, it's cool. It's, it's it's a more rugged kind of coastline than you would have, like, in some parts of Galway, like, in Kerry. But it's it's a good place, like, I mean, it's Ireland, like... Um, yeah, but it's getting more and more popular, though, Ireland. Uh, it's got more people, yeah. Well, I mean, there's this climate change. Do you know when you look now? It's going to be a lot more popular. in the news. I mean, the continent is melting away. Yeah, and um, we're here. sitting here at what 15 degrees. It's raining, it but everything is green. Yeah. So yeah. I think the statistics or the demographic um, forecast is that yeah. um, is it something like by 2030, uh, 
32 or 34, something like that, we will have uh, double the population than we have now. It's, something, it's very kind of, in the not so distant future, it's, it's a quite attractive country in that sense. I need to buy some land to make sure I can grow my, my grapes so that we can have the first rosé yeah. <laughs> all red. Well, this island is actually benefiting from the from the climate change in that way that everything gets warmer, so eventually we will grow oranges here. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. but uh, no, it's it's in that sense, it's definitely uh, in the future it will be even more attractive to a lot more people than it already is. Like you know, and that wouldn't be like for us like we're at the same age like came here more or less. But I agree. Around yeah. the same time, like voluntarily, for it's going to get more crowded. Option, yeah. I think like. it's going to get crowded. Yeah. 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 And uh, how are you on Irish music? I don't mind actually. Yeah, I actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's like uh, like traditional music. Like trad. Yeah, trad. It's okay. It's like I've been to trad on the prom. Yeah. It's great crack. I mean, yeah. I, I really like it. You know, yeah. I mean, because it's, it's like a traditional music, but it's very, uh, it's entertaining. It's I, I find it, I find it okay, and I, I find that what I like the most about it is that they're very simple with humble with it right they just play and you know and I like that yeah, yeah it's yeah. integrative like that's what what Peter uh, yeah possibly said as well, like, possibly yeah. as well yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah I, I, mm. I know that a lot of tourists they're mad about this and they really want to go here and listen to Irish live music and stuff I enjoy trad when it's played in the pub and you don't expect it you know yeah. you don't go look for it yeah um, but I like it. It's part of the culture, you know, and it's great that it's there. You know, I really like it. Uh, and, and it's just just that about Ireland. I mean, they, they came up with some great bands and rock bands and that's that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it's a country of uh, music tradition and heritage. Is, so, yeah. yeah but it's one thing that initially attracted me um, to Ireland as well was that um, you walk into a pub and like a sing song might break out. Yeah, so it yeah, just yeah. happened, like you know, and people have song in common, like you know, every yeah. there's 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 a canon of let's just say hundred songs every true. Irish person knows. True, and when true. someone starts singing in the corner, like That's it. it doesn't take twenty seconds, the whole pop sings. And, and you know, and this like, we is, don't have that at this all. Is, this is something I love from Ireland. And there's many things I love from Ireland, but what I love from Ireland is when you go into a pub, and it could be in Galway, which is a big town. You're going to go away in the pub. And you're on your own. You're never on your own. Yeah, because true. it always someone is going to go and talk to you. You know, and they That's start true, getting yeah. a chat and stuff. And yeah. you can even have a drink and yeah. things. It, 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 that would okay. Now it would never happen in the south of France. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not going to happen in France, yeah. but in the south of France, for example, yeah. the odds are very, 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 very slim. Whereas here, it always, it never fails. You know, you go on your own and there's someone to talk to. And that's fantastic. Yeah. That's actually true. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, just, and, and it's obviously part of this way, like, pubs in Berlin. And I, I never really speak in the context of Germany because I grew up in a strange place in West Berlin. So I don't know the rest of yeah. the country all that well because just a short few years after the war came down, like, you know, I emigrated, basically. Um but um, in, in Berlin, like, you know, we don't have song and pops are for men. Ah, okay. It, it yeah, really yeah. is that way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And here in Ireland, you have young and old and male and female and, and anything songs. in between, like, um, in the same place and they all know the same song. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Or one of the 100 songs they have, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. which I find absolutely fabulous. <laughs> 
And then obviously the difference between like being a city boy and the countryside, like you know the countryside, you're from the countryside, that functions in itself very differently than any city. Of course. I find that still fascinating. And business is done in the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and over the fence maybe like yeah, you know, absolutely. it's not done yeah. in offices like. Yeah, I love this about this place. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah. there's so many things that you know are really good about here. You know, like uh, came here on holidays. There's a few things that really sets it apart. You know, it's like a um, couple of times we came on holidays and we paid for the week and. And he, so you call the lady because you say, you know, so that's the last day today, you know. So look, you'd like to come and see the place is clean and stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, don't worry about it. You know, just leave the bean outside and you, you just, yeah. you, you know, just buy the door and drop the key in the mailbox and yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Pe- people in general are a lot more trusting than I would know yeah. from the big city. like. Yeah. But we even, we even like, uh, we left the rest, of the rest of the rent on the table. And you drive away, and she says, "No, just leave the rent on the table and drop the key in the mailbox." <laughs> Man, that probably happened in France. Again, I'm not going to bash France because not all of France is like this. No, no, people are people, and there's good yeah. and bad everywhere. But I'd say, I'd say that in some areas in France, maybe in the 1970s, it was like this, you know. And then people are starting a bit more careful, you know. But these things, like it was, I got married here, and. It was a great day. So anyway, of course, the great day is my wedding. But <laughs> we, we go back and my nephew, my nephews were with me and I'm my best buddy as well from France, you know, and uh, go back from our wedding and they're still pissed. But I'm going to bed because Amelie is nine months old and we got to go to bed because we got a young kid and stuff. And they go, no, no, fuck this. We're not going to go to bed. Blah, blah. We go to the pub, local pub next door. Yeah. Okay. They go to the pub. They have no money. And my nephew is like, uh, can we drink? But is it okay if we pay you tomorrow? Because we have no money. Oh yeah, don't worry about it. Just come, come back and pay me tomorrow. And uh, my nephew Fabian was smoking at the time. You know, one is it okay? You know, do you have any cigarettes? Yeah, yeah, sure. Give me a pack. Give me a pack. <laughs> it's crazy stuff. So the next day we go, and you know, and uh, we go and we have a drink, final drink before we yeah. leave. You know. And my nephew is like the youngest. He goes like, so, you know, uh, so what do we do about the money we owe? You know, should we go and pay for it? I'm saying, you bloody gonna, bloody gonna fucking pay for it? Yes, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course you do that. Go yeah. back and pay your debt. Because I said, if you don't pay your debt, yeah. all this nice, yeah. nice yeah. is going to go away yeah. because they're going to get screwed. Yeah. And then th- that's it. The, the trust is gone and it's going to stop doing this. But so many times, Ireland has done that and never failed. Once we stayed in the place and we were due to go back to France midweek the next week mm-hmm. and the lady told us, look, you, you can stay. I have nobody coming next ah. week. Stay here for another four days. Yeah. It's fine. And we stayed for another four days. <laughs> you know, we didn't pay for anything extra, right? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's nice. And but that's, that's the flexibility. Like what you called earlier, like the laid back attitude, but people mm. here in general, yeah. and I think that may have something to do with um, the common law, um, how, how it applies to, to civilized life. Um, people are a lot more flexible. Like in America, for example, like I don't know their stats on how many times people actually move from city to city or from state to state, like, you know, in pursuit of a job. And to them, it's not a big deal. And the same 
goes for Ireland, which which I didn't know. Like my cultural upbringing would have been like you know, you go to school, you might go to uni, you might go, you do your apprenticeship, but you stay in the same job for fifty years and then you get your pension. Yeah. Um, which obviously was in those days when we grew up, like, you know, that those days are gone to some extent, but the, um, the cultural thing was always about the steady stuff. Like you stay where you were born, like more or less, and you might move two yeah, streets down, it's, it's, but that's about it. But people here in general um, are move, very, very flexible. Yeah, because maybe they, they, they move more than the, say the French or the German. Because yeah. they, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they, there's a, f- a fair chance they had to leave Ireland for a while. Go work someplace. Absolutely, like yeah. they do now because of the shortage in accommodation and stuff. Yeah, yeah they have to leave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they'll come back. Hopefully, they'll come back. Yeah, because yeah. it's a great country. Yeah. So. But that flexibility, I that suits me down to the T because I don't know what I'm gonna do next week. Like, yeah, never yeah. mind in twenty years. And I think it's an awful lot to ask of a young person. Like, you, you we're the same age. Like, you know, we would have had the same thing. Like, you know, been told by our parents. Like, you know get a good job, like, you know, and this is the road, and the road is straight, like, you know, you can nearly see it till you have, whatever, 70 and then drop, like, and, and here it's kind of, well, let's, let's see how it goes, like, you know, let's True. see what life throws at you. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the the system is, is opportunist here as well. Yeah, there's, absolutely. You know, so there's a lot of opportunities, for, even for a 53-year-old guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I, I had a job a year and a half ago, you know, yeah. and, he, yeah, he, you find work. Yeah. In France, go look, look for work at 53 years I old. Forget about it. Like, Good luck yeah. with that, you know. Yeah. They're not going to hire you. They won't even talk to you. Yeah. Because you're going to be expensive. Mm. Because you're going to be sick. Because you're going to be 53. Yeah. Whereas here, they, they don't care. You can do the job. That's the money. Absolutely. You do it, you do it. It's fine, you know. Yeah. So that's one way. In, in England, it's the same. Yeah. They, they have the same attitude towards things, right? Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Like, it shows flexibility. Yeah. Who's to say, like, particularly at this day and age, like, you know, you can't plan five or ten years ahead. No, no, you you can't. Like, you know, businesses in general can't plan that far ahead anymore as they could have planned 30, 40, 50 years ago. Like, uh, but it's a a funny enough place. I agree, yeah. How do you find the police here? Never, never. Aside of two traffic stops. Never was stopped by the police here, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah. nice guys. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny because um, growing up in Berlin, I, I know quite a number of, of um, people in the police force, like on all levels, um, yeah. that was just played soccer. You know, I just yeah. know an awful lot of people with the police. like, And um, I find Irish cops as much as, 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 as you would say, it, like, you know, um, about... The Irish people in general, they're very laid back, like, which is a completely new experience for me. Like, well, it was, I'm here now 30 years, but at first, like, you know, to me, being a Prussian, like, you know, there's a uniform coming, like, you know, so you might as well straight to save up a little bit. Like, it's a, it's a traditional thing, like, but, um, like, the police force in uniform, if you don't know them, are completely unapproachable in Germany. Again, people are people, okay. more yeah, or less yeah, so, yeah, depending yeah. on the individual. Not here, though. Not here. No, not, not so. Not no, at no, all. No, they're, no. they're just people with a funny uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Much more approachable. I was stopped once by the police here when it was COVID, because, you know, they kind of were trying to find out if you were out of your boundaries. Or oh, whatever, yeah, you know? the five kilometers uh, or whatever. I was to go like, to yeah. the doctor or whatever, so, you know. Yeah. And if this is something I loved about Ireland, you know, like he wasn't police, mm. like he was in France, right? Yeah. Because it's like, okay, so the boundary is five kilometers, uh, just stay within five kilometers. And most people did. 
It was great. <laughs> Try that in France, my friend. <laughs> Fuck this. It's like, well, yay, happy days. No, seriously. Uh, because, it, because as I said, we are rebellious. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, well, fuck this, man. Why would we do that, you know? And and I'm not saying that the French did start the, 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 the need that there was to be isolated, whatever, yeah. you know, for, for COVID and stuff. But there's that side of us that would say, you know, eventually, one day, okay, I got to go there and it's to meet my mate and I'm going to go have a party and that's what I want to do and I'm just going <laughs> to fucking do it, you know? Yeah. Whereas here, people, they kind of more respected it. And I thought it was great, you know? But I'd say that nice niceness is is in most people, and I think that in Ireland they managed to to keep it longer than in most other countries, and probably as right as you said because it is smaller. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you here when they introduced the smoking ban? Oh man, fuck yeah! So I was, I was because I was I was back and forth. And you were smoking, and at it the time, was the first you? country. No, I wasn't smoking at oh, the time. No, and smoking with me, I've been on and off all my life. Yeah, yeah, so you said, yeah. But no, I was not. But I remember coming back from the US and started working in Lille in France. Yeah. And I remember, man, you'd go into Lille in the Grand Place and he opened the door to a restaurant because at yeah. the time there was no bar in France. Yeah. Fuck, you open the door and it's like, <laughs> a whiff of smoke that comes out, yeah. you know? Oh, and you go, wow. So that got sometimes gets used to back because, you know, I grew up in there, but in, in, in the US, no, it was never, never like this. So, but in Ireland, the band came up and I remember it was funny because everything started smelling, you know? Oh, absolutely. Everything started smelling because the smoke cigarette takes it. Absolutely. It covers up an awful lot of oh, odors. Like, man, yeah. Absolutely. Like, fuck, the toilet smell and the, the you know, the, the yeah. whiff from the bathroom and... And then the carpet that stank of crap. Bring and back the smokes. Oh, like, man, yeah. yeah, they were like, oh, you know. Yeah. But I remember the day um, when they brought in the smoking ban, being the first country in Europe, like, yeah. and nobody really know how that was going to go, like. Um, it went well. But it worked from the first minute on. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of, and the weather was good as well. I remember we were outside in Salt yeah, Hill, well, like, yeah. and so, so we went outside because that's kind of what you do know. Is it? Nobody really knew. There weren't any ashtrays on the table anymore. And, you know, people follow people. And at first, it was actually the novelty itself wasn't the worst because um, there was some match on. And the crack you get before the match, at halftime, yeah, yeah, and yeah. after the match, because all the smokers um, go out, yeah, yeah. it's actually fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow it worked straight away. And I couldn't really picture to work in Ireland as the first country in Europe like to implement it but you that smoothly. And it comes back to what I said before. They are laid back. So mm. they don't mean to not to do it. Yeah, yeah. But because they're laid back, you know, yeah. and, it, and if it slips because fuck they shouldn't have done it, but they did it. Yeah. It's just, just because they're laid back. In France they're rebellious man. Yeah. So they just gotta fucking do it to make yeah. the point. And that's the whole difference. So yeah. in Ireland when he came, they knew it was of their own interest to do this. Mm. He, he, maybe maybe he slipped on a couple of occasions because you know in, in the arse of the arse somewhere in Canada. Yeah, of course, of course. Some guy yeah. smoked in the pub when yeah, he shouldn't yeah. have because they laid back, you know. Yeah. But you know, you will see in France now years after the ban yeah. got into place, right? That people smoke in bars and smoke in restaurants yeah. and there's people like bar owners smoke yeah. in their bars because yeah. they say, fuck this, I'm going to do whatever I want in my place. <laughs> and that's what they do. Yeah. That's because they're rebellious. Yeah. That's the whole different culture, I think, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. 
it's, it's not culture is interesting but it's not country like I as, as we both said like you know it suits us and that's the place for us like but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's actually nice to talk to someone now um, about the oddities who would have gone through a very similar experience yeah you're like right like myself you're right yeah. same age like you know pretty much the same kind of life in a way like yeah, you know yeah, same yeah. setting like and um, because I, I have met a good few English people, okay. um, like genuinely English, like Peter and Kath, who just lived around the corner here, um, no Irish connections, and they ended up here. They're a little bit older than us, but um, they ended up here, and they just loved it for various reasons. Like, um, and I, other than that, like, you know, I know people from Israel, from fucking, from America, from all over the place, but they don't really seek out Germans, you know, uh, and, and German-speaking people. That's, I, I don't I, seek out. I've only one people. friend from Berlin who lives in Dublin. I have, I, I have seen twice. I here. have one. Well, I have more than one French friend here. But it's true. I don't seek out French people yeah. just to seek out French people. No, I. Uh, but that's because probably your wife is Irish, my wife is Irish. Yeah. So we we live in our aquarium full of you know oh, yeah, of course. system. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, of course. It's, I, I do miss, that's the only thing about, and, and, and you obviously go back to France often enough, like. Yeah. And you would fly, I don't fly, and for me going back to Berlin, like as I say, it's not Germany, it's Berlin. Um, like I wouldn't really go. It's not Germany, it's Berlin. No, it's not. I, I was born stateless in 1970 in West Berlin. West Berlin was not part of any country. And, um, well, that was it. Like. What did I say about rebellious, huh? Yeah. Um, so anyway, and you know all about the Prussians, like you know they came to save Wellington there at Waterloo in eighteen fifteen, like. But um, no, but to me it's Berlin, so I don't go back. And the only thing I really miss is the lingo, is the accent. And uh -huh. we have a couple of German neighbors, the the guys with the cat hotel. Yeah. Um, but they are from the west, like nearly Holland, so they, yeah, they yeah, have a very yeah, different um, way of speaking. Like yeah, we speak yeah. German to each other, we meet each other every couple of days like just because they're living in the neighborhood but um, their way of speaking is very different i might as well speak english with them or any other language we both can speak but um i i, I miss the accent i just that's the only thing never mind food never mind television or so do you go back no i don't go back no 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 i just i don't fly and uh driving is a big thing and as long as you have children i might go back when the children are kind of self-sufficient like but as long as you have children like i'm i'm required to perform jobs here and if i go over i wouldn't go over for a weekend you know yeah, um, yeah, so cool. i cannot just fuck off like you know for three weeks and uh, see the lads there but uh, that's the only thing i I, I miss and even when i first came to ireland now you can order anything on the internet but, like, but did you keep friends not really no no, I don't. I don't really do that. Um, no, it's just this 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 whole thing. Like you know, what what am I supposed to say if someone comes over? Most welcome. And if I go back, like you know, we'd have the same crack. But um, I met so many people in my life, and having lived in many places, well, like I, I just maybe I'm not a people person in that sense. Like I just don't want to keep contact. I'd rather make new friends. No, but I'm the same. I, I'm the same. I think yeah. it's because you move on as well. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I, I made great friends mm. in the past, in various places I lived in, right? Yeah. And the people I've kept contact with, yeah, feet on the hand. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because because you move on. You have to move on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I'd love to see them again, should the opportunity sure. arise. But you mostly move on. Yeah. 
yeah. And France is the same. I, I do go back and I have some very dear friends that I, I made when I lived there and stuff. But you, again, you move on. Because, man, as you're right, we've got busy lives. We, you got children to take care Absolutely. of. Uh, you got you got jobs. You you know, it's just, it's so many things to do. And yeah. making new friends that we did, yeah, we only met uh, a week ago for the yeah, first yeah, time, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. God and Grant. Yeah. And um, but it, it kind of if, if 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 you're stuck with, I mean, you're stuck with say your work colleagues. You're stuck with your neighbors oh, to no. that degree. You're stuck mm. with your family. I mean, you those are people you kind of have to meet. You can't really avoid it unless you make a big effort, and you don't want to either. <laughs> but. Um, um, if 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 you then dedicate time as well to um, maintain f long distance friendships and not just the old Christmas card or call it a Christmas email or whatever yeah, the yeah. birthday email hope you're fine like you know many happy returns haven't spoken to you in a year and you get a, a, <laughs> well, a birthday year email next year <laughs> you know you, you just don't have time to meet new people correct yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. move on it's in the nature of the thing yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah, move on yeah, yeah. And then obviously um, our kids bring new people into our lives as well, yeah, and you, you know, yeah. Which is the way we met. Oh, absolutely. Really. That, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. way it is. Like, and this is the way I met my friends in friends in France because I left for a long time. When I went back, and this is the way I made new friends. Even though I had friends from before, but this sure. is the way I met new friends. Yeah, this yeah. is through school. Lisa actually. Uh, contributed that largely because she's the one who used to bring the kids to school back and forth. You know, mm. so yeah, yeah, we made new friends thanks to Lisa. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, from your perspective, uh, yeah. that's another European thing. Yeah. So um, we came to Ireland in the nineties. Yeah. Did you miss the coffee? Do you remember that Ireland back in the nineties, and you ordered a cup of coffee? What did you get? Did it resemble oh. anything you would know from home? No, <laughs> a coffee and wine. Wine was the wine was the same. Yeah, the it, it was crazy because I remember. Now, this is no disrespect to anyone, okay? But many a time I would go into a pub and ask for wines. So there was those tiny pissy bottles. That were crappy, <laughs> yeah. the crappiest the wine you use for sauce, really. <laughs> that's all. That's this the only thing you'd use them for is sauce. But also, you go to places where, and I remember a few funny things where white wine was not drank from the fridge. And man, there's no white wine that can be drunk, not in the fridge. Really? No, white wine is in the fridge because you drink it chilled. Well, coolish enough. Doesn't have to be chilled, but coolish enough. And then also they would not, and that I think they get that from the Brits that they, they would not uh, season salad at all. So you'd have a, a, a salad dish and call it the English salad where, and uh, maybe that's a family thing, but there was no seasoning at all on the salad. Whereas in France, we mix it all in a bowl and then we make seasoning and we toss it all up. And then that's, that's how kind we, of the way it's done, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So these are the things that kind of shocked me when I came out. Yeah. Like, okay. And again, it's not like it changed the face of my world or whatever. But these are the things that, you know, I found strange. Yeah. And coffee was disgusting, yeah. man. Absolutely. Like, oh. even in a hotel or in a fancy place, like, you know, but you get a cup of coffee and he gets the oh gets a spoon out into the Nescafe thing, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, stirs yeah. it up with hot water. And kind of, you know, actually, I ordered a coffee. Like, a coffee was a rank here. Things have changed for the better. Things have changed, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of things have changed, yeah, yeah in Ireland, you know. I'd say it's probably been the most, the, 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 in the countries I've lived, the country that's changed the most in you know any given number of years yeah yeah that i've seen change anyway yeah well we've seen it like but, but it I've did seen change look when we came here homosexuality was illegal 
Yes. It wasn't really persecuted, but it was illegal. No, but that's because of the the, the religious heritage. Yeah, but yeah. as I say, in change, like it was illegal when we came here, and then it was the Absolutely. first country in the world that legalized uh, yeah, gay marriage uh, by referendum. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. obviously, the internet, like you know, and a lot of young people in Ireland is still um, the hangover from from the Catholic past. Say, is um, that yeah, people our generation like li- lived in large families? They grew up in large families, so you True. have an awful lot of young people. Yes lot more kids than than you would have in Berlin anyway but um like that obviously furthers change young people want yeah, change yeah, 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 and that's a, yeah. that's a cool thing and then we travel now I remember the first time I took a flight um to Ireland I mean it, it was half a month wages the price of it and now if you really keep your eyes peeled oh, like, man, and pay 100 euros return to go to France exactly you yeah. get to Barcelona for the yeah, cab yeah, fare yeah, it's it's yeah. more expensive to park the car at the airport yeah, 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 you know? if you so know your those stuff, things have yeah, changed yeah, yeah it's true yeah, yeah. yeah. Ireland has changed an awful lot yeah, yeah. and when you uh, when you consider like um, like I, I would be a big soccer fan like yeah and I couldn't watch my team play for years and years like and then I met someone who had a satellite dish with some kind of contraption like you know that he could get um, some live soccer from Germany like you know I was in heaven like he became a best friend for a while um, but now if I want to watch volleyball in Mongolia I can have it on my smartphone oh, okay. you know obviously those things you know brought about change as well but yeah it made the world smaller yeah. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the world is flat, like, it's a great book on that, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and, I, and I say that uh, Ireland always made the world bigger for them, mm. you know? That's true, yeah. Yeah, because they had to, right? So because there was no work here for a long time, like little yeah. work anyway. It was very volatile, so, because I knew vol- vol- volatile here when I came work here. Because, you know, when the, the America, the Americans company would pull capital out, that was it. They took the jobs sure. away and took everything with it. Now you have more of a pool of European companies or American companies with vetted interest in yeah. Europe. Yeah. So it makes sense for them to stay here. So the job market is more stable. But I remember volatility yeah, here is, is quite bad. Yeah. yeah, And that goes together with the fact that the country is super, uh, how can I say that? Uh, it's regulated, but it's not as regulated as anywhere else in Europe that I've known yeah. anyway. So, you know, so. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are super Europeans. Like, I mean, I actually, it's interesting enough. Like, that's um, true. Yeah. When I grew up, obviously, like, if we would have been born two generations prior, we would have been just enemies. That's just the way it is. It's in the rule book. And then, uh, with the generation of our parents after Germany lost the war, um, it was like Europe was basically founded of this this European Community, European Union, uh, which evolved. Which it evolved into and was founded on the German um, French kind of newly found friendship. True. And I was very aware of that, like growing up, like um, I remember just Kazakhstan came over to Berlin, even though he wasn't supposed to visit oh, this state, this, oh, boy. this place. Um, well, he was a baldy fuck. He was, well. he, was, he was De Gaulle who started Europe, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Common market and stuff. That's how he started. And then they eventually just started talking about Europe. Yeah. But we had, they, they, they brought us out, like, and we learned a lot about, like, French history in school as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. that the French Revolution would have been taught as well, like anywhere else. But um, we learned about Sartre and Camus and um, 
uh, Descartes and all those things. Uh, we learned the Marseillaise in, in music as oh, well. Oh, you did? Like, wow. Oh, we did. Like, <laughs> but there was this, this, this whole German-French thing, like, you know, yeah. which obviously I was born 25. We were born 25 years after the war, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a great thing. But um, so I grew up to be a happy European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those Irish, they are just super Europeans. Yeah. They, they're, they're really with the program. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Which, yeah, I, agree. which I love, like, you know, yeah, the, the idea of a common currency, common market, live where you want, like, you know, I find the idea itself brilliant. Of course, there are a few things that might, could work better, that's in the nature of the beast, but Irish in general are, are very committed Europeans. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, which, definitely, yeah. You know, may have something to do with the history with Britain as well, like, you know, that the enemy is next door, like, but... For whatever reason, they're, they're really like this whole European thing is their thing, which I find in that sense absolutely fabulous and welcoming as well. Yeah, but uh, so they don't have the same challenge as, as we have on the continent, you know. Um, also, they haven't been in Europe as long as, say, France and Germany. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they contribute to Europe as well financially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the emancipation from Britain as well, which yeah, as well. For a long time, it was continent. it was Germany, France, and England contributing yeah. to Europe largely, yeah. Yeah. financially, and now Ireland is contributing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, you're right. They're on board, yeah. fully on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But us, I think that uh, because the the major countries like France, the well, the, the the founding countries contributed for so long. I think that these countries, they kind of run out of breath as well a little bit. And yeah. it could have been one, one, one of the contributing reasons why England left Europe as well, because they kept on giving and giving and giving and giving. It's not the only reason, obviously. Mm. But, you know, it's, I, I would think it was one of the reasons as well, because, you don't, because it got bigger and it got so many countries into Europe, which is a great thing, okay? Absolutely. Yeah, but, but the bigger country kept paying more into the system than others, say, for a while. Mm. And I think that kind of maybe, maybe kind of cut the steam for a, for a while, you know, for, for, at least for England. Well, I would, um, whether that's accurate or not, I wouldn't know. But I suspect it's more, um, number one, the um, young people didn't turn up for the Brexit referendum. Because um, the way it was held, you had to return yeah. to your home place. Yeah. And the young people couldn't be bothered because they thought it was a foregone conclusion. But there is um, sort of this... I, I wouldn't know Britain all that well. been there loads of times, but never lived there. So um, I would imagine there's still this this very nationalistic uh, undercurrent, like, you know, this, this whatever. Uh, uh, the monarchy say, and the empire. Let's just say they had a wave of idealism for a minute. Yeah. And and they voted for that idealism, yeah, the, mm. the idea. But uh, anyway, that's that's them now. Like, yeah, well, maybe they, not, they, yeah. they they might find their way back to the fold. What the fuck do I know? But um, maybe they join again. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, they might. And why not? Like, you know, yeah, the world yeah, is dynamic. Yeah. We're flexible. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but that that super European thing probably in Ireland has something to do with the emancipation from Britain. Like you know, now look, we have new friends here. Now you're not the only show in town. Like, which that's um, possible. Yeah, I, I think they're really cool Europeans. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they loved anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the best thing about Ireland, uh, 
close first to um, Irish music, but not trad music. It's all the whole song and and and, and poetry and and drama. What they what they what Irish people have produced like is definitely Irish humor. I love it. That's fucking close to the shit I know from home. Like, um, they, they can pretty much take the piss out of anything. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's very true. They yeah. are. Uh, um, we call that derision. Uh, how do you say in English? Man, derision in French. So derisive. No, self um, deprecating. Possibly. Because that is what they do. They take the piss out of themselves yeah, 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 as well. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, yeah. take themselves too seriously. Don't, don't take too seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That that is oh absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. that that really clinches it for me. Like yeah, um, yeah. it's just so much humor and everything. Even like in the saddest of times, like you know, someone finds a way of just phrasing something in an odd way. Which makes everybody chuckle, you know, and lifts the mood, like. But it's true. The the the, the sense of humor is really great. Yeah, yeah. The sense yeah. of humor is really great. Yeah, yeah. I love sarcasm as well. They don't have as much sarcasm as the Brits, yeah. but yeah, yeah I, I love yeah, the, yeah. the 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 Brits uh, with the sarcasm as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. But uh, no, I just the phraseology and the humor alone. Like um, I remember, I just had loads of of those incidents, but. Um, I don't know wherever I was driving. I think it was Belly Harness, like, and I was. Um, that's before smartphones and GPS okay, okay, and all okay. this. Like, and I was asking directions to get to somewhere, um, and <laughs> I stopped on the uh, on the side of the road. Asked this guy, and I says, uh, "Sorry, I, I, I'm a bit lost here. I'm looking for such and such a place." Like clearly indicating that I've never been to this place before. And he goes like, well, do you know where O'Connor's used to be? <laughs> Dude, I've never been here before, so I just told you, like, how would I know where O'Connor's used to be? Like, um, or, or another one was, um, oh yeah, do you know when you get to, and I just make up the name now, whatever the name was, like, you know, do you know when you go to O'Connor's, when you get to O'Connor's then, like you drive on for a mile, like, and when you get to O'Connor's, well, then you've gone too far. <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah, the third one is, do you know where O'Connor's is? And you go like, oh, yeah, yeah, O'Connor's. That's not where it is at all. <laughs> uh, uh, fucking hilarious. I remember we, before before Google Maps and before the phones and all of this stuff, I remember yeah. a GPS or whatever. I remember in Ireland, like, uh, the, the sign for the, 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 well, actually, after the roundabout. Like, way yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. And you go, what the fuck, man? So I'm stuck in the roundabout, and what do I go? But you don't know because the sign is far away after the roundabout. So, you know, it's one of those things as well. But look, it's all to do with the laid back kind of thing, you know, and he's got some good things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, well, in other words, we can agree we, um, if we could go back in time, we would come here again. I would, yeah. Well, well there you go. Definitely would. Cheers. We that. drink to that. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you.